A Hebrew Israelite will translate the word Egypt as bondage. They won't say this refers to the actual place of Egypt on the map. They'll say it really represents bondage. So let's read it from their perspective. The Lord shall bring African people into bondage to America with ships. That's how we got there. The Hebrew Israelites. Now, um, you may have heard of them as the black Hebrew Israelites, but just so you know that they, that's a derogatory term. They, they don't, they don't associate with the black Hebrew. It's Hebrew Israelites because they don't, they don't believe that it has to do with their ethnicity or the color of their skin or anything like that. So um, I'm going to, I'm going to try my best to kind of shorten this one uh, because there's a lot of stuff that we want to talk about as it relates to this. And the first thing guys that I'm going to say about the Hebrew Israelites is that they're not monolithic. All right. They're not monolithic, which basically means that with each group that you meet, there's variances. There's all sorts of different groups that you're going to meet camps of people that you're going to meet. And I'm going to give you a few of them here. So just know that when you're talking to somebody who is a Hebrew Israelite, and I'm going to say this later when I talk about the tips on how to really reach them. The first thing that you had better figure out before you make an assumption about what this person's view is or their beliefs is what camp are they coming from and what sect of Hebrew Israelites are they coming from? So uh, let me just give you a few different um, groups in terms of what they believe about divine authority. All right. Now, this is really this group is really, really, uh, they're, they're hard to pin down, uh, because there's so many different beliefs, but first and foremost, you have the groups that are the Torah only. So you're going to have some groups out there where the only five books of the Bible that they, um, believe is divine truth is just the Torah. That's it. First five books of the Bible, the Pentateuch, and the rest of it, you can throw out the rest of it. There's, there's no real value from it. Okay. So you're going to have those people that are in the Hebrew Israelite camp. And then you also have people who are going to subscribe to the whole Bible, but you're also adding on the Apocrypha. So you have the New Testament, the Old Testament, and the Apocrypha. All right. So that's another camp of people. So you already can see why it's important for you, first and foremost, to figure out who am I talking to and which camp are they in? Because if you just assume that, okay, this person only believes in the Torah, you're going to get into some deep waters where they're going to say, no, no, what are you talking about? You're misrepresenting me. We believe in the whole Bible, right? So you got to make sure you know where you're coming from. And then the third thing is uh, some of them believe in the Bible, right? Now, once again, how they interpret the Bible, as we're going to see in just a moment, is very different oftentimes than how we would interpret it. But some will, will say, okay, no, we are of the camp where we're Hebrew Christians and we believe in the entire Bible, no Apocrypha, same Bible that you believe. Okay, so that's another camp. And the fourth camp, and this is the one I want to talk about for just a moment, is Old Testament and New Testament, but no Paul. Not, no Paul's letters, right? We don't, we don't believe in Paul's letters. And you have to understand the, the ideology behind this. And we're, we're going to get into this in just a second. But the idea is this. Many... Many Hebrew Israelites in this camp will deny the divine authority of Paul's letters because they believe that white slave owners would utilize certain passages in Paul's letters 
as, uh, I guess, as a proof text or um, establishing the right to enslave or to, uh, to enslave people, right? To enslave Africans, right? So whenever the transatlantic uh, slave trade, which we're going to get into in just a moment, and so they believe that, hey, Paul teaches that, you know, slaves should obey their masters and this and that and the other. So we don't believe that Paul is inspired by God. So you have that camp. All right. You have that camp as well. Now, another one as well. And, and basically all of these camps do have one thing in common. They're pretty much all King James only. So if you're ever going to talk to a Hebrew Israelite, just know that more than likely they're going to be quoting the King James. And that's it. Uh, another thing that you want to think about is. This is so important. They stress a strict adherence to the Old Testament law, which I'm going to talk about in just a moment. That is their thing. That is their go-to because once again, Hebrew Israelites. So they're still trying to, uh, trying to associate themselves with the religious uh, system, if you will, of the Hebrew culture. All right. So uh, the strict adherence to the Old Testament law. And then the last thing I'll say about their divine authority is that you need to be very careful whenever you talk to them, which we'll talk about in just a moment, because they are very, very well studied in the Old Testament law. So if you're not, if you're not up on your Old Testament law, I'm going to talk about this a little bit later in terms of how you interact with them. You may want to strongly consider whether you want to get into a discussion with them, because I'll talk about that in just a moment. Now, let's get into some good stuff here about them. What are some of their beliefs? Now, this gets very, very interesting, and hopefully you'll see after I go through this how easy it is for cults to emerge and how they can take certain parts of the Bible and draw out a theology that is from a complete mis misinterpretation of it. So here's the idea, guys. Hebrew Israelites believe that some people of color are the lost tribes of Israel. And they primarily derive this from a misinterpretation of Deuteronomy 28. Now, I'm going to read a couple of scriptures from here just so that you can see how they twist them and how they misunderstand them. And you can hopefully get an idea of how they come to the conclusion that they, African people, people of color, are the lost tribes of Israel. Okay, so. I'm reading from the King James. I don't normally always, but I'm going to read from the King James so you can see how they're going to get it. So Deuteronomy 28, 41, it says this, Thou shalt beget sons and daughters, but thou shalt not enjoy them, for they shall go into captivity. Now, let me explain and give you the, the, the breakdown. Deuteronomy 28 is a chapter where God, through the prophet Moses, is telling his people, you have a choice, blessings or cursings. If you do what is right and you follow God, these blessings will follow you. But if you disobey God, then you can expect these curses to follow you. What the Hebrew Israelite does is that they read this passage of scripture then they look at the black context, the African context of slavery, the transatlantic slave trade, and they read that context or that experience, I want to make it clear, back into the text, and they say that Deuteronomy 28 is not prophesying this to 
the nation of Israel. No, Deuteronomy 28 is prophesying all of these things about African people, right? So do, now let's read it through their lens again. They, thou, thou shalt beget sons and daughters, but thou shalt not enjoy them, for they shall go into captivity. Doesn't that sound like the transatlantic slave trade and this the 400 years of slavery that African people were taken from Africa, brought over against our will, sons and daughters, we have them, but we can't enjoy them because sons and daughters and families were separated from one another when we went into what? Captivity or bondage or slavery. So they will, they will look at the text in Deuteronomy 28 and say, this is a prophecy about us, about African people, not the nation of Israel. Well, the nation of Israel, but we are the nation of Israel. We are the true tribes of Israel. We're the lost tribes of Israel. Let's keep going, all right? Deuteronomy 28, 64 and 65. And the Lord shall scatter thee among all people from the one end of the earth, even until the other, and to the other. And there thou shalt serve other gods, which neither thou nor thy fathers have known, even wood and stone. So they'll look at verses like this and say, you know what? Weren't we as Africans scattered among all the people from one end of the earth, Africa, to the other, right? America, right? So this must be referring to us. We are the true tribes of Israel. We are the lost tribes of Israel, right? So that's why they call themselves Hebrew Israelites. Now I'll go to this in just a second. Let me go to another one. And among these nations, now watch this, thou shalt find no ease. Was it easy to be in slavery as an African person in 400 years? No, it wasn't. These verses, they will claim, are talking about the plight and the experience of African people and not the nation of Israel. Now, let me backtrack. We know as evangelical Christians that this is talking about the Babylonian captivity where God allowed his chosen people to be taken away to Babylon for 70 years of captivity, and then God allowed them to return to their land. That's how we believe these verses were fulfilled in prophecy. The, the Hebrew Israelite says, no, no, no. This wasn't talking about the biblical uh, uh, nation of Israel. This is talking about the African people, right? Let's keep going. But the Lord, okay, among these nations thou shalt find no ease, neither shall the sole of thy foot have rest. Were we resting in, in, uh, in slavery? No, we were picking cotton, right? So, but the Lord shall give thee there a trembling heart and failing of eyes and sorrow of mind. Do you hear this? This all sounds like everything that Africans uh, experience in slavery. No ease of life, no rest, Trembling heart, scared, failing of eyes, sorrow of mind. Here we go. And then the uh, another one. And thy life shall hang in doubt before thee. You will doubt whether you'll even live again. And thou shalt fear day and night and shalt have none assurance of your life. You won't even be assured that you're going to live as a slave. See, so they read back in the black context into the scriptures and say, this is prophesying about us. And then perhaps the strongest one, which and we'll keep this in a minimum. I don't want to go too long here. But the strongest verse that they'll look at is Deuteronomy 28, 68. This is one of them, that Revelation 2, 9. 
Um, and it says this, and the Lord shall bring thee into Egypt again with ships by the way whereof I spake unto thee. Now, a Hebrew Israelite will translate the word Egypt as bondage. They won't say this refers to the actual place of Egypt on the map. They'll say it really represents bondage. So let's read it from their perspective. The Lord shall bring African people into bondage to America with ships. That's how we got there. Transatlantic slave, uh, slave trade. By the way, thou shalt see it no more again, and that there ye shall be sold unto your enemies. That's what we were. We were sold, right, uh, unto your enemies for bondmen and bondwomen, and no man shall buy you. Now, I don't know how they interpret the last part. But the point is this, guys. I want you to see that this is how they take verses out of context, and this is how cults get started, okay? Now, we got a lot to cover here, so let me just keep going here. What are some of their other beliefs? Well, because of this, there's some extremist groups that believe that Jews, and they're not the real children of Israel. No, no, no. We are Hebrew Israelites. We are the, we are the true tribes of Israel. But they believe that, some, that the Jews are just usurping their right to be God's chosen people. And therefore, they are anti-Semitic. Now, I need to explain this because I don't want to get in too, too much trouble with the Hebrew Israelites. Not every Hebrew Israelite is an anti-Semitic. Uh, anti I'm talking about some of the extremist groups. The extremist groups. There's some extremist groups that are anti-Semitic. And so you have to understand that. Why? Because they believe that Jews are stealing their, their identity, if you will. Right? So that's the idea. Now, um, some extremist groups believe that white people, sorry, all my white for brothers and sisters, but they believe that white people are deceiving people like me, people of color, with a whitewashed version of Christianity. And therefore, white people cannot be descendants of Israel. Excuse me, white people cannot be descendants of Israel and therefore are evil and cannot be saved, right? And so, once again, guys, this is not every Hebrew Israelite that you will meet. But some of the extremists, which is why I put it in red bold, some of the extreme groups that you may see on YouTube and things of that nature, they subscribe to this idea that white people are evil, they enslave black people, and then their punishment for enslaving African people is that they are going to be punished in the afterlife and they cannot be saved because of what they've done to African people. All right. So that is uh, just a few things. And now, what do they believe about Jesus? They primarily believe that Jesus was a created being. They believe that Jesus essentially was a man who came and fulfilled the Old Testament law perfectly. Therefore, he acts as, a, as proof that it's possible for us to obey the Old Testament law perfectly. So the idea is they see Jesus as a created being, a man who was able to fulfill the Old Testament law perfectly. And therefore, if Jesus can fulfill the Old Testament law perfectly, then he serves as a model that it's possible for you and I to fulfill the Old Testament law perfectly. So that's why he came to fulfill the law and to show us how it's done. All right. Now, uh, how do you approach a Hebrew Israelite? And then I'll, I'll, I'll uh, move on because I can talk about this stuff all day. How do you approach a Hebrew Israelite? Several things I want to talk to you about. Number one. You need to be skilled in the art of debate and apologetics. If you 
are going to have a discussion with a Hebrew Israelite. If you are not skilled in the area of debate and apologetics, you need to be very clear. You need to be very uh, careful and you may want to steer clear because you may leave that conversation feeling more discouraged about your faith because they know what they believe and why they believe it, uh, which is very consistent with any cult group. Uh, and so if you're not strong to be able to defend what you believe, you may leave that conversation questioning everything that you've ever believed. Another thing I'll say is this, have a firm grasp on the relationship a believer has with the law and salvation because they're going to press you on this idea of the law, the Old Testament law. The law was not done away with. You need to obey the law. Jesus fulfilled the law. And so you need to obey the law. If you don't understand the relationship between a believer and the Old Testament law, you can easily be deceived. Third thing I'll say is have a firm grasp on the Hebrew language. When you get into communication with a Hebrew Israelite, you might see that they are going to use some Hebrew words. And if you're like, I don't know any Hebrew, they're going to convince you that you don't know what you're talking about. Because if you don't know Hebrew and they claim to know Hebrew, they're going to use that as kind of their ace in the hole card to prove that what you believe is wrong. Another thing I'll say is you need to understand how the Bible was formed, right? Because many of them, like I said earlier, will throw out different parts of the Bible and they'll say, okay, I believe this and not that. So it's helpful to understand those things as well. And then the other thing that I'll say is um, have a firm grasp on Deuteronomy 28 because that's one of their go-to chapters as it relates, as I mentioned, I just mentioned a couple of verses where they use to prove that that passage is a prophecy about them, African people, people of color, rather than the uh, children of Israel in the Old Testament. And then there's another one, huge one. You had better know the black presence in the Bible because if you don't know um, black, you know, uh, black presence in the Bible in terms of uh, where people of color existed in the Bible, who were some of the key people of color in the Bible, then you'll appear to them to be already brainwashed by white Christianity. So you need to make sure you understand that context. And then finally, you need to know which camp you're interacting with, which is I said, which is what I said earlier, because you don't want to make assumptions that you know what they believe when you might be talking to somebody who's a, who believes the whole Bible, you may assume that they're a Torah only uh, Hebrew Israelite. So um, I know that was a lot. I probably went on a lot longer than I had planned, um, which is not, uh, which is typical of, of me when I get excited. Uh, but um, hopefully that gave you a good perspective of what they believe and how what they believe is very, very different from uh, evangelical Christianity. So uh, Mike, do you have anything that you want to add to that? No, much, you, of all the groups, this is the one I, I, I know the least, which is why I did a video on it recently, but I brought on someone else to discuss it because it's like not something... I feel like they're they're the most fractionated of all the groups we're going to talk about with so it's hardest to discuss here's what they are like you did you did a great you know you talk about here's different camps um and I've also get the feeling that the level of anger is pretty oh. high oh, in boy. dealing with not every black Hebrew Israelite or or Hebrew Israelite sorry if if that's a derogatory term I I just think of it as a descriptor but if it's derogatory sure. That's fine. Um, but every Hebrew Israelite. But the thing is, actually, there are there's like Irish there's like an Irish group that says they're the true Israelites, right? There's there's other people. There's a lot of different groups claiming they're the true Israelites, which is probably why they use that term black Hebrew Israelite just to distinguish 
which which group is it saying they're the true Israelites this time? You know? But right. um, but dealing with the anger and the irritation, yes. that seems to be something you got to really prepare yourself for. I forgot like, about that. I've done customer service. I'm I'm able to look at someone and smile while they're angry. <laughs> it's a good skill to have. <laughs> I forgot to mention that because guys, that is a look. Don't be surprised if you get in communication with them and they yell. A lot of times they're very, very rude, very abrasive, very condescending with their tone. Just go on YouTube and you can you can search for some videos and you'll see some some discussions, some debates, some arguments, and just a lot of yelling. And um, so you have to make sure you have to ask them whether you want to be involved in that and whether it's worth it.